Welcome to the podcast all about music. This time we will enter the history of musicians segment where we will discuss one of the famous musicians from USA who famous with pop music. He is Michael Jackson, a legendary king of pop. Next we will explain more deeply about the biography of Michael Jackson. Stay tuned with us in this episode. Michael Joseph Jackson, August 29, 1958, June 25, 2009, was an American singer, songwriter, and dancer. Dubbed the King of Pop, he is regarded as one of the most significant cultural figures of the 20th century and one of the greatest entertainers in the history of music. Through stage and video performances, he popularized complicated dance techniques such as the moonwalk, to which he gave the name. His sound and style have influenced artists of various genres and his contributions to music dance and fashion along with his publicized personal life made him a global figure in popular culture for over 4 decades. Jackson is the most awarded artist in the history of popular music. The eighth child of the Jackson family, Jackson made his professional debut in 1964 with his elder brothers Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, and Marlon as a member of the Jackson Five. Jackson began his solo career in 1971 while at Motown Records and rose to solo stardom with his fifth studio album Off the Wall, 1979, during the peak of the disco era. By the early 1980s, Jackson became a dominant figure in popular music. His music videos, including those for Beat It, Billie Jean, and Thriller from his sixth studio album Thriller, 1982, are credited with breaking racial barriers and transforming the medium into an art form and promotional tool. Jackson's prominence propelled him in the television channel MTV into cultural phenomenons of 1980s pop culture. At the 1984 Grammy Awards, Thriller won a record-breaking 8 Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year. Jackson continued to innovate with videos on the global bestseller albums Bad 1987, Dangerous 1991, and History Past, Present, and Future Book 1, 1995. Starting in the late 1980s, Jackson became a figure of controversy and speculation due to his changing appearance, relationships, behavior, and lifestyle. In 1993, he was accused of sexually abusing the child of a family friend. The lawsuit was settled out of court and Jackson was not indicted. In 2005, he was tried and acquitted of further child sexual abuse allegations and several other charges. In 2009, while preparing for a series of comeback concerts, this is it. Jackson died from an overdose of propofol administered by his personal physician, Conrad Murray. Fans around the world expressed their grief in Jackson's public memorial service was broadcast live. In August 2009, the Los Angeles County coroner ruled that Jackson's death was a homicide and Murray was convicted of involuntary manslaughter in November 2011. Seven years later, The documentary Leaving Neverland, which detailed posthumous allegations of child sexual abuse, led to another media backlash against Jackson. Jackson is one of the best-selling music artists of all time, with estimated sales of over 350 million records worldwide. Thriller is the best-selling album of all time, with estimated sales of 66 million copies worldwide. In addition, the remix album Blood on the Dance Floor, History in the Mix, 1997, is the best-selling remix album of all time. Bad was the first album to produce five Billboard Hot 100 number one singles. Jackson had 13 Billboard Hot 100 number one singles more than any other male artist in the Hot 100 era, and was also the first artist to have a top 10 single in the Billboard Hot 100 in five different decades. He received 13 Grammy Awards, the Grammy Legend and Grammy Lifetime Achievement Awards, six Brit Awards, a Golden Globe Award, and 39 Guinness World Records, including the most successful entertainer of all time. Jackson's inductions include the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice, 
the Vocal Group Hall of Fame, the Songwriters Hall of Fame, the Dance Hall of Fame, the only recording artist to be inducted, and the Rhythm and Blues Music Hall of Fame. In 2016, his estate earned $825 million, the highest yearly amount for a celebrity ever recorded by Forbes. Michael Joseph Jackson was born in Gary, Indiana, near Chicago, on August 29, 1958. He was the eighth of ten children in the Jackson family, a working-class African-American family living in a two-bedroom house on Jackson Street. His mother, Catherine Esther Jackson, a Scruce, played clarinet and piano, had aspired to be a country and western performer, and worked part-time at Sears. She was a Jehovah's Witness. His father, Joseph Walter Joe Jackson, a former boxer, was a crane operator at U.S. Steel and played guitar with a local rhythm and blues band, The Falcons, to supplement the family's income. His father's great-grandfather, July Jack Gale, was a U.S. Army scout family lore held that he was also a Native American medicine man. Michael grew up with three sisters, Rebbe, Latoya, and Janet, and five brothers, Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, Marlon, and Randy. A sixth brother, Marlon's twin Brandon, died shortly after birth. Joe acknowledged that he regularly whipped Michael. Michael said his father told him he had a fat nose and regularly physically and emotionally abused him during rehearsals. He recalled that Joe often sat in a chair with a belt in his hand as he and his siblings rehearsed, ready to physically punish any mistakes. Catherine Jackson stated that although whipping is considered abuse in more modern times, it was a common way to discipline children when Michael was growing up. Jackie, Tito, Jermaine and Marlon have said that their father was not abusive and that the whippings, which were harder on Michael because he was younger, kept them disciplined and out of trouble. In an interview with Oprah Winfrey in 1993, Jackson said that his youth had been lonely and isolated. In 1964, Michael and Marlon joined the Jackson Brothers, a band formed by their father which included Jackie, Tito, and Germania as backup musicians playing congas and tambourine later that year. Michael began sharing lead vocals with Germaine, and the group's name was changed to the Jackson Five. The following year, the group won a talent show. Michael performed the dance to Robert Parker's 1965 song Barefoot In and singing lead to The Temptations, My Girl, from 1966 to 1968 they toured the Midwest. They frequently played at a string of black clubs known as the Chitlin Circuit as the opening act for artists such as Sam and Dave, The OJ's Gladys Knight, and Netta James. The Jackson Five also performed at clubs and cocktail lounges where striptease shows were featured and at local auditoriums and high school dances. In August 1967, while touring the East Coast, they won a weekly amateur night concert at the Apollo Theater in Harlem. The Jackson Five recorded several songs for a Gary record label, Steel Town Records, their first single, Big Boy was released in 1968. Bobby Taylor of Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's brought the Jackson 5 to Motown after the group opened for Taylor at Chicago's Regal Theater in 1968. Taylor also produced some of their early recordings for the label, including a version of Who's Love and You. After signing with Motown, the Jackson family relocated from Gary to Los Angeles. In 1969, executives at Motown decided Diana Ross should introduce the Jackson 5 to the public partly to bolster her career in televisions, ending off what was considered Motown's last product of its production line. The Jackson 5 made their first television appearance in 1969 in the Miss Black America pageant where they performed a cover of It's Your Thing. Rolling Stone later described the young Michael as a prodigy with overwhelming musical gifts, who quickly emerged as the main draw and lead singer in January 1970. I Want You Back became the first Jackson 5 song to reach number one the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It stayed there for four weeks. Three more singles with Motown, ABC, The Love You Save, and I'll Be There also topped the chart.
In May 1971, the Jackson family moved into a large house on a two-acre estate in Encino, California. During this period, Michael developed from a child performer into a teen idol. As he emerged as a solo performer in the early 1970s, he maintained ties to the Jackson Five. Between 1972 and 1975, Michael released four solo studio albums with Motown, Got To Be There, 1972, Ben, 1972, Music and Me, 1973, and Forever, Michael, 1975. Got To Be There, and Ben, the title tracks from his first two solo albums, sold well as singles. As did a cover of Bobby Day's Rockin' Robin. The Jackson 5 were later described as a cutting-edge example of black crossover artists. They were frustrated by Motown's refusal to allow them creative input. Jackson's performance of their top five single, Dancing Machine, on Soul Train, popularized the robot dance. In 1975, the Jackson 5 left Motown. They signed with Epic Records a subsidiary of CBS Records, and renamed themselves the Jacksons. Their younger brother Randy joined the band around this time. Jermaine stayed with Motown and pursued a solo career. The Jacksons continued to tour internationally and released six more albums between 1976 and 1984. Michael, the group's main songwriter during this time, wrote songs such as Shake Your Body, Down to the Ground, 1979, This Place Hotel, 1980, and Can You Feel It, 1980. In 1978, Jackson moved to New York City to star as the Scarecrow in The Wiz, a musical directed by Sidney Lumet. It co-starred Diana Ross, Nipsey Russell, and Ted Ross. The film was a box office failure. Its score was arranged by Quincy Jones who later produced three of Jackson's solo albums. During his time in New York, Jackson frequented the Studio 54 nightclub, where he heard early hip-hop. This influenced his beatboxing on future tracks such as Working Day and Night. In 1979, Jackson broke his nose during a dance routine. A rhinoplasty led to breathing difficulties that later affected his career. He was referred to Stephen Hoflin, who performed Jackson's subsequent operations. Jackson's fifth solo album, Off the Wall, 1979, established him as a solo performer and helped him move from the bubblegum pop of his youth to more complex sounds. It produced four top ten entries in the U.S. Off the Wall. She's Out of My Life and the chart-topping singles Don't Stop Till You Get Enough and Rock With You. The album reached number 3 on the U.S. Billboard 200 and sold over 20 million copies worldwide. In 1980, Jackson won three American Music Awards for his solo work, Favorite Soul, R&B Album, Favorite Soul, R&B Male Artist, and Favorite Soul, R&B Single for Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. He also won a Grammy Award for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance for 1979 with Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. In 1981, Jackson was the American Music Awards winner for Favorite Soul, R&B Album and Favorite Soul, R&B Male Artist. Jackson felt off the wall should have made a bigger impact, and was determined to exceed expectations with his next release. In 1980, he secured the highest royalty rate in the music industry, 37% of wholesale album profit. Jackson recorded with Queen singer Freddie Mercury from 1981 to 1983, recording demos of State of Shock, Victory, and There Must Be More to Life Than This. The recordings were intended for an album of duets but, according to Queen's manager Jim Beach, the relationship soured when Jackson brought a llama into the recording studio. And Jackson was upset by Mercury's drug use. The songs were released in 2014. Jackson went on to record State of Shock with Mick Jagger for the Jackson's album Victory, 1984. In 1982, Jackson contributed Someone in the Dark to the storybook for the film E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Jackson's sixth album, Thriller, was released in late 1982. It was the best-selling album worldwide in 1983 and became the best-selling album of all time in the U.S. and the best-selling album of all time worldwide, selling an estimated 66 million copies. 
It topped the Billboard 200 chart for 37 weeks and was in the top 10 of the 200 for 80 consecutive weeks. It was the first album to have seven Billboard Hot 100 top 10 singles, including Billie Jean, Beat It, and Wanna Be Startin' Something. On March 25, 1983, Jackson reunited with his brothers for Motown 25, Yesterday, Today, Forever, an NBC television special. The show aired on May 16, 1983, to an estimated audience of 47 million, and featured the Jacksons and other Motown stars. Jackson's solo performance of Billie Jean earned him his first Emmy Award nomination. Wearing a glove decorated with rhinestones, he debuted his moonwalk dance, which Jeffrey Daniel had taught him three years earlier, and it became his signature dance in his repertoire. Jackson had originally turned down the invitation to the show, believing he had been doing too much television. But at the request of Motown founder Barry Gordy, he performed in exchange for an opportunity to do a solo performance. Rolling Stone reporter Mikhail Gilmore called the performance extraordinary. Jackson's performance drew comparisons to Elvis Presley's and the Beatles' appearances on The Ed Sullivan Show. Anna Kisselgoff of the New York Times praised the perfect timing and technique involved in the dance. Gordy described being mesmerized by the performance. At the 26th Annual Grammy Awards, Thriller won eight awards while Jackson also won an award for the E.T. The Extraterrestrial Storybook. Winning eight Grammys in one ceremony is a record he holds with the band Santana. Jackson and Quincy Jones won the award for Producer of the Year, non-classical. Thriller won Album of the Year, with Jackson as the album's artist and Jones as its co-producer and the single won Best Pop Vocal Performance Male Award for Jackson. Beat It won Record of the Year on Best Rock Vocal Performance Male. Billie Jean won two Grammy Awards, Best R&B Song and Best R&B Vocal Performance Male, with Jackson as songwriter and singer respectively. Thriller also won the Grammy for Best Engineered Recording, Non-Classical. Acknowledging Bruce Sweetian for his work on the album, at the 11th Annual American Music Awards, Jackson won another eight awards and became the youngest artist to win the Award of Merit. He also won Favorite Male Artist, Favorite Soul, R&B Artist, and Favorite Pop Rock Artist. Beat It won Favorite Soul, R&B Video, Favorite Pop Rock Video, and Favorite Pop Rock Single. The album collectively won Favorite Soul, R&B Album, and Favorite Pop Rock Album. Jackson had the highest royalty rate in the music industry at that point with about $2 for every album sold, and was making record-breaking profits. Dolls modeled after Jackson appeared in stores in May 1984 for $12 each. In the same year, the making of Michael Jackson's Thriller, a music documentary, won a Grammy for Best Music Video, Long Form. Time described Jackson's influence at that point as star of records, radio, rock video, a one-man rescue team for the music business, a songwriter who sets the beat for a decade, a dancer with the fanciest feet on the street, a singer who cuts across all boundaries of taste and style and color too, the New York Times wrote in the world of pop music. There is Michael Jackson and there is everybody else. During the thriller era, Jackson, pictured in 1984, had established himself as the most famous figure in pop culture. In November 1983, Jackson and his brothers partnered with PepsiCo in a $5 million promotional deal that broke records for a celebrity endorsement. The first Pepsi campaign, which ran in the U.S. from 1983 to 1984 and launched its new generation theme, included tour sponsorship, public relations events, and in-store displays. Jackson helped to create the advertisement, and suggested using his song Billie Jean with revised lyrics as its jingle. On January 27, 1984, Michael and other members of the Jacksons filmed a Pepsi commercial overseen by Phil Dusenberry. 
a BBDO ad agency executive and Alan Potash Pepsi's worldwide creative director at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles. During a simulated concert before a full house of fans, pyrotechnics accidentally set Jackson's hair on fire, causing second-degree burns to his scalp. Jackson underwent treatment to hide the scars and had his third rhinoplasty shortly thereafter. Pepsi settled out of court and Jackson donated the $1.5 million settlement to the Broughtman Medical Center in Culver City, California. Its Michael Jackson Burn Center is named in his honor. Jackson signed a second agreement with Pepsi in the late 1980s for $10 million. The second campaign covered 20 countries and provided financial support for Jackson's bad album and 198,788 world tour. Jackson had endorsements and advertising deals with other companies such as LA Gear, Suzuki, and Sony, but none were as significant as his deals with Pepsi. On May 14, 1984, President Ronald Reagan gave Jackson an award recognizing his support of alcohol and drug abuse charities. And in recognition of his support for the Ad Councils and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's drunk driving prevention campaign, Jackson allowed the campaign to use Beat It for its public service announcements. The Victory Tour of 1984 headlined the Jacksons and showcased Jackson's new solo material to more than 2 million Americans. It was the last tour he did with his brothers. Following controversy over the concert's ticket sales, Jackson donated his share of the proceeds and estimated $3 to $5 million to charity. During the last concert of the Victory Tour at the Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, Jackson announced his split from the Jacksons during Shake Your Body. His charitable work continued with a release of We're the World 1985, co-written with Lionel Richie, which raised money for the poor in the U.S. and Africa. It earned $63 million and became one of the best-selling singles of all time, with 20 million copies sold. It won four Grammy Awards in 1985, including Song of the Year for Jackson and Ritchie as its writers. The project's creators received two Special American Music Awards honors, one for the creation of the song and another for the USA for Africa idea. Jackson, Jones, and promoter Ken Cragen received special awards for their roles in the song's creation. Jackson collaborated with Paul McCartney in the early 1980s and learned that McCartney was making $40 million a year from owning the rights to other artists' songs. By 1983, Jackson had begun buying publishing rights to other songs but he was careful with his acquisitions, only bidding on a few of the dozens that were offered to him. Jackson's early acquisitions of music catalogs and song copyrights such as the Sly Stone collection included Everyday People, 1968, Len Berry's 1, 2, 3, 1965, and Dionne de The Wanderer, 1961, and Run Around Sue, 1961. In 1984, Robert Holmes A. Court announced he was selling the ATV music publishing catalog comprising the publishing rights to nearly 4,000 songs, including most of the Beatles' material. In 1981, McCartney had been offered the catalog for £20 million, $40 million. Jackson submitted a bid of $46 million on November 20, 1984. When Jackson and McCartney were unable to make a joint purchase, McCartney did not want to be the sole owner of the Beatles' songs and did not pursue an offer on his own. Jackson's agents were unable to come to a deal, and in May 1985 left talks after having spent more than $1 million in four months of due diligence work on the negotiations. In June 1985, Jackson and Branca learned that Charles Koppelman's and Marty Bandier's The Entertainment Company had made a tentative offer to buy ATV Music for $50 million in early August. Holmes A. Court contacted Jackson and talks resumed. Jackson's increased bid of $47.5 million was accepted because he could close the deal more quickly, having already completed due diligence. Jackson also agreed to visit Holmes A. Court in Australia, where he would appear on the Channel 7 Perth Telethon. 
Jackson's purchase of ATV Music was finalized on August 10, 1985. Jackson's skin had been medium brown during his youth, but from the mid-1980s gradually grew paler. The change drew widespread media coverage, including speculation that he had been bleaching his skin. Jackson's dermatologist, Arnold Klein, said he observed in 1983 that Jackson had vitiligo, a condition characterized by patches of the skin losing their pigment and sensitivity to sunlight. He also identified discoid lupus erythematosus in Jackson. He diagnosed Jackson with lupus that year and with vitiligo in 1986. Vitiligo's drastic effects on the body can cause psychological distress. Jackson used fair-colored makeup and possibly skin-bleaching prescription creams to cover up the uneven blotches of color caused by the illness. The creams would have further lightened his skin, and, with the application of makeup, he could appear very pale. Jackson said he had not purposely bleached his skin and could not control his vitiligo, adding, When people make up stories that I don't want to be who I am, it hurts me. He became friends with Klein and Klein's nurse Debbie Rowe. Rowe later became Jackson's second wife and the mother of his first two children. His autobiography in a 1993 interview with Winfrey, Jackson said he had had two rhinoplasty surgeries and a cleft chin surgery but no more than that. He said he lost weight in the early 1980s because of a change in diet to achieve a dancer's body. Witnesses reported that he was often dizzy and speculated he was suffering from anorexia nervosa. Periods of weight loss became a recurring problem later in his life. After his death, his mother Catherine told Winfrey that he first turned to cosmetic procedures to remedy his vitiligo because he did not want to look like a spotted cow. She said her son had received more than the two cosmetic surgeries he claimed and speculated that he was addicted to them. In 1986, tabloids reported that Jackson slept in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber to slow aging and pictured him lying in a glass box. The claim was untrue, and tabloids reported that he spread the story himself. It was also reported by the tabloids that Jackson took female hormone shots to keep his voice high and facial hair wispy, proposed to Elizabeth Taylor and possibly had a shrine of her, and had cosmetic surgery on his eyes. Jackson's manager Frank DeLeo denied all of them except for Jackson having a chamber. DeLeo added, I don't know if he sleeps in it. I'm not for it, but Michael thinks it's something that's probably healthy for him. He's a bit of a health fanatic. When Jackson took his pet chimpanzee Bubbles to tour in Japan, their public appearances caused a stir in the media. They portrayed Jackson as an aspiring Disney cartoon character who befriended various animals. Meanwhile, it was also reported that Jackson had offered to buy the bones of Joseph Merrick, the Elephant Man. In June 1987, the Chicago Tribune reported Jackson's publicist bidding $1 million for the skeleton to the London Hospital Medical College on his behalf. The college maintained the skeleton was not for sale. DeLeo said Jackson had an absorbing interest in Merrick purely based on his awareness of the ethical, medical and historical significance. These tabloid stories inspired the name Wacko Jacko, which Jackson came to despise. According to music journalist Joseph Vogel, the demeaning name first appeared in British tabloid The Sun in 1985. The name's origins come from Jacko Macaco, the name of a famous monkey used in monkey baiting matches at the Westminster Pit in the early 1820s. Jago was subsequently used in Cockney slang to refer to monkeys in general, hence a racist connotation behind the name. In 1987, Rolling Stone described Jackson as the flighty genius star child, a celebrity virtually all his life, who dwells in a fairy tale kingdom of fellow celebrities, animals, mannequins and cartoons, who provides endless fodder for the tabloids. 
but it's the same child in Michael who inspires the artistry that fuels all the subsidiary industries who turns his primal fears and fantasies into wondrous, hyperkinetic and emotional music. Jackson worked with George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola on the 17-minute $30 million 3D film Captain EO, which ran from 1986 at Disneyland and Epcot, and later at Tokyo Disneyland and Euro Disneyland. After having been removed in the late 1990s, it returned to the theme park for several years after Jackson's death. In 1987, Jackson disassociated himself from the Jehovah's Witnesses. Catherine Jackson said this might happen because some witnesses strongly opposed the thriller video. Jackson had denounced it in a witness publication in 1984. Jackson's first album in five years back, 1987, was highly anticipated with the industry expecting another major success. It became the first album to produce five U.S. number one singles, I Just Can't Stop Loving You, Bad The Way You Make Me Feel, Man In The Mirror, and Dirty Diana. Another song, Smooth Criminal, peaked at number seven. Bad won the 1988 Grammy for Best Engineered Recording, Non-Classical, and the 1990 Grammy Award for Best Music Video, Short Form for Leave Me Alone. Jackson won an award of achievement at the American Music Awards in 1989 after Bad generated five number one singles. Became the first album to top the charts in 25 countries and the best-selling album worldwide in 1987 and 1988. By 2012, it had sold between 30 and 45 million copies worldwide. The Bad World Tour ran from September 12, 1987 to January 14, 1989. In Japan, the tour had 14 sellouts and drew 570,000 people, nearly tripling the previous record for a single tour. The 504,000 people who attended seven sold-out shows at Wembley Stadium set a new Guinness World Record. In 1988, Jackson released his autobiography, Moonwalk. With input from Stephen Davis and Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, it sold 200,000 copies and reached the top of the New York Times bestsellers list. Jackson discussed his childhood, the Jackson 5, and the abuse from his father. He attributed his changing facial appearance to three plastic surgeries, puberty, weight loss, a strict vegetarian diet, a change in hairstyle, and stage lighting. In October, Jackson released a film, Moonwalker, which featured live footage and short films starring Jackson and Joe Pesci. In the U.S. it was released direct-to-video and became the best-selling video cassette. The RIAA certified it as platinum. In March 1988, Jackson purchased 2,700 acres 11 square kilometers of land near Santa Ynez. California to build a new home, Neverland Ranch, at a cost of $17 million. He installed a Ferris wheel, a carousel, a movie theater and a zoo. A security staff of 40 patrolled the grounds. Shortly afterwards, he appeared in the first Western television advertisement in the Soviet Union. Jackson became known as the King of Pop, a nickname that Jackson's publicists embraced. When Elizabeth Taylor presented him with the Soul Train Heritage Award in 1989, she called him the true king of pop rock and soul, President George H.W. Bush designated him the White House's Artist of the Decade. From 1985 to 1990, Jackson donated $455,000 to the United Negro College Fund. And all profits from his single, Man in the Mirror, went to charity. His rendition of You Were There at Sammy Davis Jr.'s 60th birthday celebration won Jackson a second Emmy nomination. In March 1991, Jackson renewed his contract with Sony for $65 million, a record-breaking deal, beating Neil Diamond's renewal contract with Columbia Records. In 1991, he released his eighth album, Dangerous, co-produced with Teddy Riley. It was certified seven times platinum in the U.S. and by 2008 had sold 30 million copies worldwide. In the U.S., the first single, Black or White, was the album's highest charting song. It was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for seven weeks and achieved similar chart performances worldwide. 
the second single, Remember the Time, peaked at number 3 on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles Chart. At the end of 1992, Dangerous was the best-selling album of the year worldwide and Black or White the best-selling single of the year worldwide at the Billboard Music Awards. Jackson was also the best-selling artist of the 1980s. In 1993, he performed Remember the Time at the Soul Train Music Awards in a chair, saying he twisted his ankle during dance rehearsals. In the UK, Heal the World made number two on the charts in 1992. Jackson during the Dangerous World Tour in 1993. Dangerous has been recognized by writers as an influence on contemporary pop and R&B artists. Jackson founded the Heal the World Foundation in 1992. The charity brought underprivileged children to Jackson's ranch to use the theme park rides and sent millions of dollars around the globe to help children threatened by war, poverty, and disease. That July, Jackson published his second book, Dancing the Dream, a collection of poetry. The Dangerous World tour ran between June 1992 and November 1993 and grossed $100 million. Jackson performed for 3.5 million people in 70 concerts, all of which were outside the U.S. Part of the proceeds went to Heal the World Foundation. Jackson sold the broadcast rights of the tour to HBO for $20 million, a record-breaking deal that still stands. Following the death of HIV, AIDS spokesperson and friend Ryan White, Jackson pleaded with the Clinton administration at Bill Clinton's inaugural gala to give more money to HIV, AIDS charities and research and performed Gone Too Soon, a song dedicated to White, and healed the world at the gala. Jackson visited Africa in early 1992. On his first stop in Gabon he was greeted by more than 100,000 people, some of them carrying signs that read, Welcome Home Michael. During his trip to Ivory Coast Jackson was crowned King Sani by a tribal chief. He thanked the dignitaries in French and English, signed documents formalizing his kingship and sat on a golden throne while presiding over ceremonial dances. In January 1993, Jackson performed at the Super Bowl 27 halftime show in Pasadena, California. The NFL sought a big-name artist to keep ratings high during halftime following dwindling audience figures. It was the first Super Bowl whose halftime performance drew greater audience figures than the game. Jackson played Jam, Billie Jean, Black or White, and Healed the World. Dangerous rose 90 places in the album chart after the performance. Jackson gave a 90-minute interview to Winfrey on February 10, 1993. He spoke of his childhood abuse at the hands of his father. He believed he had missed out on much of his childhood and said that he often cried from loneliness. He denied tabloid rumors that he had bought the bones of the elephant man slept in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber or bleached his skin and stated for the first time that he had vitiligo. Dangerous re-entered the album chart in the top 10, more than a year after its release. In January 1993, Jackson won three American Music Awards, Favorite Pop Rock Album, Dangerous Favorite Soul, R&B Single, Remember the Time, and was the first to win the International Artist Award of Excellence. In February, he won the Living Legend Award at the 35th Annual Grammy Awards in Los Angeles. He attended the award ceremony with Brooke Shields. Dangerous was nominated for Best Vocal Performance for Black or White Best R&B Vocal Performance Jam and Best R&B Song Jam. And Sweetian and Riley won the award for Best Engineered Non-Classical. In August 1993, Jackson was accused of child sexual abuse by a 13-year-old boy, Jordan Chandler, and his father, Evan Chandler. Jordan said he and Jackson had engaged in acts of kissing, masturbation, and oral sex. Jordan's mother initially told police that she did not believe Jackson had molested her son, however, her position wavered a few days later. Evan was recorded discussing his intention to pursue charges which Jackson used to argue that he was the victim of a jealous father trying to extort money. Jackson's older sister Latoya accused him of being a pedophile, which she later retracted. 
Police raided Jackson's home in December and found books and photographs featuring young boys with little or no clothing. The books were legal to own, and Jackson was not indicted. Jordan Chandler gave police a description of Jackson's genitals. A strip search was made and the jurors felt the description was not a match. In January 1994, Jackson settled with the Chandlers out of court for $25 million. The police never pressed criminal charges, citing a lack of evidence without Jordan's testimony. The state closed its investigation on September 22, 1994. Jackson had been taking painkillers for his reconstructive scalp surgeries, administered due to the Pepsi commercial accident in 1984, and became dependent on them to cope with the stress of the sexual abuse allegations. On November 12, 1993, Jackson canceled the remainder of the dangerous tour due to health problems. Stress from the allegations and painkiller addiction, he thanked close friend Elizabeth Taylor for support, encouragement and counsel. The end of the tour concluded his relationship with Pepsi-Cola which sponsored the tour. In late 1993 Jackson proposed to Lisa Marie Presley, daughter of Elvis Presley, over the phone. They married in La Vega, Dominican Republic in May 1994 by civil judge Hugo Francisco Alvarez Perez. The tabloid media speculated that the wedding was a publicity stunt to deflect Jackson's sexual abuse allegations and jumpstart Presley's career as a singer. Their marriage ended little more than a year later and they separated in December 1995. Presley cited irreconcilable differences when filing for divorce the next month and only sought to reclaim her maiden name as her settlement. After the divorce, Judge Perez said, they lasted longer than I thought they would. I gave them a year. They lasted a year and a half. In June 1995, Jackson released the double album History, Past, Present and Future, Book 1. The first disc, History Begins, is a Greatest Hits album, reissued in 2001 as Greatest Hits, History. Volume 1. The second disc, History Continues, contains 13 original songs and two cover versions. The album debuted at number 1 on the charts and has been certified for 7 million shipments in the US. It is the best-selling multi-disc album of all time. With 20 million copies, 40 million units sold worldwide. History received a Grammy nomination for Album of the Year. The New York Times reviewed it as the testimony of a musician whose self-pity now equals his talent. The first single from History was Scream, Childhood. Scream, a duet with Jackson's youngest sister Janet, protests the media's treatment of Jackson during the 1993 child abuse allegations against him. The single made number 5 on the Billboard Hot 100, and received a Grammy nomination for Best Pop Collaboration with Vocals. The second single, You Are Not Alone, holds the Guinness World Record for the first song to debut at number 1 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. It received a Grammy nomination for Best Pop Vocal Performance in 1995. In 1995, the Anti-Defamation League and other groups complained that Do me, sue me, everybody do me, kick me, kick me, don't you black or white me. The original lyrics of They Don't Care About Us were anti-Semitic. Jackson released a version with revised words. In late 1995, Jackson was admitted to a hospital after collapsing during rehearsals for a televised performance caused by a stress-related panic attack. In November, Jackson merged his ATV music catalog with Sony's music publishing division, creating Sony ATV Music Publishing. He retained ownership of half the company, earning $95 million up front as well as the rights to more songs. Close-up of a pale-skinned Jackson with black hair. He is wearing a black jacket with white designs on it. Jackson at the 1997 Cannes Film Festival for the Michael Jackson's Ghosts short film premiere Earth Song was the third single released from history. 
and topped the UK singles chart for six weeks over Christmas 1995. 166, it became the 87th best-selling single in the nation. At the 1996 Brit Awards, Jackson's performance of Earth Song was disrupted by a drunken Jarvis Cocker and his pulp band mate Peter Mansell, who were protesting what Cocker saw as Jackson's Christ-like persona. Jackson said the stage invasion was disgusting and cowardly. In 1996, Jackson won a Grammy for Best Music Video, Short Form, for Scream, and an American Music Award for Favorite Pop Rock Male Artist. Jackson promoted History with the History World Tour, from September 7, 1996 to October 15, 1997. He performed 82 concerts in 5 continents, 35 countries and 58 cities to over 4.5 million fans, his most attended tour. It grossed $165 million. During the tour, in Sydney, Australia, Jackson married Debbie Rowe, a dermatology nurse who was 6 months pregnant with his first child. Michael Joseph Jackson Jr., commonly known as Prince, was born on February 13, 1997. His sister Paris Michael Catherine Jackson was born a year later on April 3, 1998. Jackson and Roe divorced in 1999, and Roe conceded custody of the children with an $8 million settlement. In 2004, after the second child abuse allegations against Jackson, she returned to court to reclaim custody. The suit was settled in 2006. In 1997, Jackson released Blood on the Dance Floor. History in the Mix, which contained remixes of singles from History and five new songs. Worldwide sales stand at 6 million copies, making it the best-selling remix album of all time. It reached number one in the UK, as did the title track. In the US, the album reached number 24 and was certified platinum. From October 1997 to September 2001, Jackson worked on his 10th solo album, Invincible, which cost $30 million to record. In June 1999, Jackson joined Luciano Pavarotti for a War Child Benefit concert in Modena, Italy. The show raised a million dollars for refugees of the Kosovo War and additional funds for the children of Guatemala. Later that month, Jackson organized a series of Michael Jackson and Friends benefit concerts in Germany and Korea. Other artists involved included Slash the Scorpions, Boys Two Men, Luther Vandross, Mariah Carey, A.A.R., Ramon Prabhudeva Sundaram, Shobana Andrea Bocelli, and Luciano Pavarotti. The proceeds went to the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund, the Red Cross, and UNESCO. From August 1999 to 2000, he lived in New York City at 4 East 74th Street. At the turn of the century, Jackson won an American Music Award as Artist of the 1980s. In 2000, Guinness World Records recognized him for supporting 39 charities more than any other entertainer. In September 2001, two 30th anniversary concerts were held at Madison Square Garden to mark Jackson's 30th year as a solo artist. Jackson performed with his brothers for the first time since 1984. The show also featured Maya Usher, Whitney Houston, Destiny's Child, Monica, Liza Minnelli, and Slash. The first show was marred by technical lapses and the crowd booed a speech by Marlon Brando. Almost 30 million people watched the television broadcast of the shows in November. After 9-11, Jackson helped organize the United We Stand. What more can I give benefit concert at our FK Stadium in Washington, D.C. on October 21, 2001? Jackson performed What More Can I Give as the finale. The release of Invincible was preceded by a dispute between Jackson and his record label, Sony Music Entertainment. Jackson had expected the licenses to the masters of his albums to revert to him in the early 2000s, after which he would be able to promote the material however he pleased and keep the profits. But clauses in the contract set the revert date years into the future. Jackson sought an early exit from his contract. Invincible was released on October 30, 2001.
It was Jackson's first full-length album in six years and the last album of original material he released in his lifetime. It debuted at number one in 13 countries and went on to sell 6 million copies worldwide, receiving double platinum certification in the U.S. On January 9, 2002, Jackson won his 22nd American Music Award for Artist of the Century. Later that year, an anonymous surrogate mother gave birth to his third child, Prince Michael Jackson II, nicknamed Blanket who had been conceived by artificial insemination. On November 20th, Jackson briefly held blanket over the railing of his Berlin hotel room, four stories above ground level. Prompting widespread criticism in the media, Jackson apologized for the incident, calling it a terrible mistake. On January 22nd, promoter Marcel Avram filed a breach of contract complaint against Jackson for failing to perform two planned 1999 concerts. In March to Santa Maria jury ordered a Jackson to pay Avram $5.3 million. On December 18, 2003, Jackson's attorneys dropped all appeals on the verdict and settled the lawsuit for an undisclosed amount. On April 24, 2002, Jackson performed at Apollo Theater. The concert was a fundraiser for the Democratic National Committee and former President Bill Clinton. The money collected would be used to encourage citizens to vote. It raised $2.5 million. The concert was called Michael Jackson Live at the Apollo and this would be Jackson's final on-stage performance. In July 2002, Jackson called Sony Music chairman Tommy Mottola a racist and very very, very devilish and someone who exploits black artists for his own gain at Al Sharpton's National Action Network in Harlem. The accusation prompted Sharpton to form a coalition investigating whether Matola exploited black artists. Jackson also charged that Matola had called his colleague Irv Gotti a fat nigger. Responding to those attacks, Sony issued a statement calling them ludicrous, spiteful, and hurtful, and defended Matola as someone who had championed Jackson's career for many years. Sony ultimately refused to renew Jackson's contract and claimed that a $25 million promotional campaign had failed because Jackson refused to tour in the U.S. for Invincible. Beginning in May 2002, a documentary film crew led by Martin Bashir followed Jackson for several months. The documentary broadcast in February 2003 as Living with Michael Jackson showed Jackson holding hands and discussing sleeping arrangements with a 12-year-old boy. He also said that he saw nothing wrong with having sleepovers with minors and sharing his bed and bedroom with various people, which aroused controversy. He insisted that the sleepovers were not sexual and that his words had been misunderstood. On December 18, 2003, Santa Barbara authorities charged Jackson with seven counts of child molestation and two counts of intoxicating a minor with alcoholic drinks. Jackson denied the allegations and pleaded not guilty. The People v. Jackson trial began on January 31, 2005, in Santa Maria, California, and lasted until the end of May. Jackson found the experience stressful and it affected his health. If convicted, he would have faced up to 20 years in prison. On June 13, 2005, Jackson was acquitted on all counts. After the trial, he became reclusive and moved to Bahrain as a guest of Sheikh Abdullah. Jermaine Jackson later said the family had planned to send Michael there had he been convicted. On November 18, 2003, Sony released Number One's A Greatest Hits compilation. It was certified triple platinum by the RIAA and six times platinum in the UK for shipments of at least 1.2 million units. Jackson is wearing an overcoat and walking from left to right. His face is obscured by his hair. His son is wearing a mask and a baseball cap. Two men are with them. A third person is holding an umbrella over the Jacksons. Jackson and his son blanket in Disneyland Paris 2006. In April 2006, Jackson agreed to use a piece of his ATV catalog stake then worth about $1 billion. As collateral against his $270 million worth of loans from Bank of America. 
Bank of America had sold the loans to Fortress Investments, an investment company that buys distressed loans. The year before, as part of the agreement, Fortress Investments provided Jackson a new loan of $300 million with reduced interest payments. Sony Music would have the option to buy half of his stake, or about 25% of the catalog, at a set price. Jackson's financial managers had urged him to shed part of his stake to avoid bankruptcy. The main house at Neverland Ranch was closed as a cost-cutting measure, while Jackson lived in Bahrain at the hospitality of Sheikh Abdullah, the ruler's son. At least 30 of Jackson's employees had not been paid on time and were owed $306,000 in back wages. Jackson was ordered to pay $100,000 in penalties. In early 2006, it was announced that Jackson had signed a contract with a Bahrain-based startup, Two Seas Records. Nothing came of the deal, and Two Seas CEO Guy Holmes later said it had never been finalized. That October, Fox News reported that Jackson had been recording at a studio in County Westmeath, Ireland. It was not known what Jackson was working on or who had paid for the sessions. His publicist stated that he had left two seas by then. During his period in Ireland he sought out Patrick Tracy for cosmetic treatment after reading about his experience with hyaluronic acid fillers and his charitable work in Africa. Tracy became Jackson's personal dermatologist. In November 2006 Jackson invited an Access Hollywood camera crew into the studio in Westmeath and MSNBC reported that he was working on a new album. Produced by Will.i.am. On November 15, Jackson performed at the World Music Awards in London and accepted the Diamond Award honoring the sale of over 100 million records. He returned to the U.S. in December 2006 to attend James Brown's funeral in Augusta, Georgia, where he gave a eulogy calling Brown his greatest inspiration. In 2007, Jackson and Sony bought another music publishing company, Famous Music LLC, formerly owned by Viacom. The deal gave him the rights to songs by Eminem and Beck, among others. In March 2007, Jackson gave a brief interview to the Associated Press in Tokyo, in which he said he had no regrets about his lifelong career despite difficulties and deliberate attempts to hurt him. That month, Jackson visited a U.S. Army post in Japan, Camp Sama, to greet over 3,000 troops and their families. In September 2007, Jackson was still working on his next album, which he never completed. In 2008, Jackson and Sony released Thriller 25 to mark the album's 25th anniversary. Two remixes were released as singles, The Girl Is Mine 2008 with Will.i.am. Based on a demo version without Paul McCartney, and Wannabe Startin' Something 2008 with Akon. For Jackson's 50th birthday, Sony BMG released a series of greatest hits albums titled King of Pop. Different versions were released in various countries based on polls of local fans. In 2008, Fortress Investments threatened to foreclose on Neverland Ranch, which Jackson had used as collateral for his loans. Fortress sold Jackson's debts to Colony Capital LLC. In November, Jackson transferred Neverland Ranch's title to Sycamore Valley Ranch Company LLC. A joint venture between Jackson and Colony Capital LLC. The deal earned him $35 million. Jackson arranged to sell a large collection of his memorabilia of more than 1,000 items through Julian's Auction House. On the eve of the first public exhibit, Jackson cancelled the action after earning between $200 million to $300 million of initial sales from a series of concerts to be held in London. In March 2009, amid speculation about his finances and health, Jackson announced a series of comeback concerts, This Is It, at a press conference at the O2 Arena. The shows were to be his first major concerts since the History World Tour that ended in 1997. Jackson suggested he would retire after the shows. The initial plan was for 10 concerts in London, followed by shows in Paris, New York City and Mumbai. 
Randy Phillips, president and chief executive of AEG Live, predicted the first 10 dates would earn Jackson £50 million. The London residency was increased to 50 dates after record-breaking ticket sales over 1 million were sold in less than two hours. The concerts were to run from July 13, 2009 to March 6, 2010. Jackson rehearsed in Los Angeles in the weeks leading up to the tour under the direction of choreographer Kenny Ortega, whom he worked with during his previous tours. Most rehearsals took place at the Staples Center owned by AEG. On June 25, 2009, less than three weeks before the first This Is It show was due to begin in London, with all concerts sold out, Jackson died from a cardiac arrest. Conrad Murray, his personal physician, had given Jackson various medications to help them sleep at his rented mansion in Homby Hills, Los Angeles. Paramedics received a 911 call at 12.22 p.m. Pacific Time, 19.22 Coordinated Universal Time, and arrived three minutes later. Jackson was not breathing and CPR was performed. Resuscitation efforts continued en route to Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center and for more than an hour after arriving there, but were unsuccessful. And he was pronounced dead at 2.26 p.m. Pacific Time, 21.26 Coordinated Universal Time. Jackson had taken propofol, lorazepam, and midazolam. His death was caused by a propofol overdose. News of his death spread quickly online, causing websites to slow down and crash from user overload, and putting unprecedented strain on services and websites including Google AOL Instant Messenger, Twitter, and Wikipedia. Overall, web traffic rose by between 11% and 20%. MTV and Ben aired marathons of Jackson's music videos. Jackson's specials aired on television stations around the world. MTV briefly returned to its original music video format and aired hours of Jackson's music videos with live news specials featuring reactions from MTV personalities and other celebrities. That's the summary of the biography we can give you about Michael Jackson. Sorry if there are deficiencies or wrong words that we say. Don't forget to follow and share with your friends if we're here. See you in the next episode and thank you.